eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten Ronald yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a Monday evening. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, this is a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. How are you? Hope you're well. Hope everything is going great. This is going to be a recruiting breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. So you know where we're going to go. We're going to go across town to that clown car full of children the home daycare center that Ryan Callahan calls home. We're going to ask Ryan how he's doing, but first we're going to ask Ryan to tell us why we're having a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Well, because Tennessee has added another commitment, uh, and unlike the other players that we've seen Tennessee add quite a bit uh, in recent weeks, this is not a 2022 commitment, and it's not a transfer commitment. This is a late addition to Tennessee's 2021 recruiting class. Uh, has the same ultimate effect of, uh, of them adding one of those transfers in recent weeks. But this is a class of 2021 junior college prospect, uh, Roe Torrance, uh, Rotarius Torrance is how he's officially listed, but most people call him Roe, a uh, cornerback from Hutchinson Community College out in Kansas. And uh, an interesting find for Tennessee, a guy who was still left on the market after National Signing Day, largely because the junior college season was postponed until the spring semester this year. And so he's still out there, had some, had some other offers, uh, started to get a little more interest this spring when he really started for the first time at Hutchinson and big, long cornerback, listed at 6'3", 195. So a, a lot of size there. It, interesting find, a guy with some, uh, some upside maybe, but you're hoping, uh, if you're Tennessee, you're hoping this is a hidden gem that, that maybe you, you find some additional secondary depth here at the last minute and uh, you know, not wanting to maybe take a one-year guy in the transfer portal. This is a guy with multiple years of eligibility, potentially up to three, and uh, addresses a major need for Tennessee in the secondary. So an interesting pickup here for Tennessee, and again, addressing a need that they further uh, that they'd already addressed with uh, with Kamal Haddon, the Auburn transfer, another junior college transfer, essentially, and now a second junior college transfer coming in at that position to offer what they hope is some immediate help at a, at a, at a position where they're really not all that loaded with depth right now. Yeah, that, that's the, the first thing. There's a lot of things that come to mind, for at least for me, with this, Ryan, and it's good that we're talking to you because you can you can help, help me. You know, I'm going to bounce these ideas off of you, and you can tell me, well, that's dumb, or, yeah, that makes some sense. So I got a few thoughts on this. The first would be the size of, of this young man at cornerback. If he can play corner at this size, uh, that is a rare commodity. That is something that 
is impressive. That is something that if you are 6'3", a legit 6'3", and he says he's even a little taller than that, if you have that size and you can legitimately play corner, you've got a chance to be a pretty good player. So that would be the first thing I would ask you about is that size, you know, does it look legit and all those things. And then I would say, you know, this is pretty clear that, that Tennessee needed needed bodies. And and so that means that Josh Heupel and his staff, they're not just going to take somebody to take somebody, but they're, they're, they're going to take some chances, I think, on some guys. And this is someone, at least to me, it looks like he was out there. You know, he didn't get to start as a freshman at Hutch. There's no shame in that. Hutch is a really, really, really good JUCO program. And then they don't have the season last year. They can't play it until the spring. And so everything kind of gets messed up with them. He probably doesn't get a chance to show what he can do until, you know, these past couple of months, really. And, and so I'm wondering a couple things. One, do you think he really can play corner at this size? Because sometimes when I see that size, I think – you might be a safety. And then also uh, comment, I guess, a little bit on just does it look like this is someone who, you know, Tennessee's got to take a chance. Let's let's call this what it is. But, but you know, if this turns out like a Kenny George, that that's a win. Yeah, I, I think if you're Tennessee, that's what that's what you're hoping is that you get a guy that, that can be a pretty significant contributor the way Kenneth George has been. I, I don't think anyone should be under the impression that, that Tennessee's finding a star here. Um, you know, obviously that'd be great if they, if they end up getting a player and, and row Torrance who, uh, who ends up being that good. But, uh, I, I don't think that should be the expectation. Uh, you know, I think the reality is you're, you're finding a guy who was still out there late in the game, who was unsigned, uh, and the COVID year, you know, again, throws a wrench into things and maybe, maybe you can say that he, he, he will end up being a steal. There, there, there's always that chance because he just, you know, college coaches didn't get to go around and see him practice last year, whereas a lot of junior college players get seen for the first time in the spring going into that second year of junior college ball. He didn't get that chance because no one was on the road last spring. He didn't get the chance to have a fall season. So he was just an unknown largely uh, going into the, the December and February signing periods, and that, that kept anybody from really having a chance to discover him. Um, so that's, the you know, sure, you, you hope that you found a steal. I think the reality is, you, you hope you found a, a pretty solid player uh, that maybe with three years of eligibility left can turn into something a little more than that. But at the very least, this is useful depth, I think, in the secondary for Tennessee. He's, as you said, the size is really interesting. 6'3", 195. He claims he's really about 200 pounds and maybe closer to 6'4". I can't vouch for that because I haven't seen him in person. Yeah, I haven't heard th- of any. That's wide receiver size is what that is. Yeah. And he played wide receiver coming out of high school, had, had a couple offers from some schools that, that wanted to play him at wide receiver at the time it sounded like. And he, he wanted to give the secondary a shot and see how that went at junior college. So he decided to try that. And, uh, you know, obviously it's worked out. He's headed to an sec school. So, uh, he, he believes in his ability. He thought he just needed a chance this year and, and, and has, has played pretty well, no interceptions this year, but again, he, he claims that as cornerbacks can do, he was just a shutdown guy on his side of the field and didn't get tested very much. And that's the reason for that did have six pass breakups at least. So he got his hands on some passes, but just didn't, didn't have any picks. Um, so there's some things there that you like and on film, he press, he, he plays press coverage very well as a big corner often needs to do. He's a good press corner. Uh, can he, can he do that against sec receivers? Obviously is going to be the big test, but uh, at, the, at that level of junior college in Kansas, that, that's, that's pretty good football over there. And it, usually if you are a pretty above average player at that level, that, that translates pretty well to the SEC. So uh, I, I think there's, there's at least plenty to work with there for Tennessee. 
Can he definitely play corner? I think the speed is definitely the question about him. He, you know, it, it looks like he keeps up pretty well with the receivers that he's covering on film, but he doesn't look blazing fast either. So that's the, the question. But if he can play with good technique, press effectively when Tennessee does want him to press, uh, that I think he can play corner at that level. He's just not going to be a guy who, who keeps up very well with some of the fastest receivers maybe that you see in the SEC. That's going to be at least a little bit of a question about him. Um, but at least in a lot of situations, I think he can play corner pretty effectively. And then, you know, does he end up playing some nickel or safety? He's got a body type that would allow him to do that. But we'll, we'll see. He gives you some options with that size and length, obviously. Yeah, you took away my next question, and that's good because we were on the same page there. I, I was going to ask about sort of when you play corner at that size, you have to win at the line of scrimmage because if you don't win at the line of scrimmage, if you can't jam up that guy – there's a chance that he's going to get on by you, and that that's going to be trouble. Interestingly, though, what I think probably is that, you know, you see, you know, even look at, like, the Olympics, right? You see some sprinters who are tall and some who are a little bit stockier, and they kind of have more powerful legs. But I would think downfield, like, he would probably be okay there. I, I would wonder more about some of those sort of quick hitches and some of those comebacks and, you know, the, those slants and things like that where you're kind of making those cuts, like, on a dime – that's where I wonder if being six three or six four really hurts you. Am I am I wrong there? No, I think I think that's a good way to put it. He, you know, he as a as a six three corner, you can be kind of a long strider, keep up with guys pretty well. You know, again, in, in a lot of the plays on his film, he keeps up pretty well with guys down the field. Uh, and again, if you make good uh, contact with guys and play play with some physicality at the line of scrimmage, that's going to help you keep up with guys down the field too, because you're right in their hip pocket from the time they, they get off the line of scrimmage. And, and hopefully you delay them getting off the line quite a bit. So uh, that, you know, that, that skill set can play at, at the SEC level, I think. Uh, you know, we, we don't know, again, what the speed is, but it, but it compares pretty favorably to a lot of the receivers you see him covering on, on film. And, you know, you don't start at a, at a program like Hutchinson, obviously the same program that produced Alvin Kamara, same program that produced Cordero Patterson, Tyon Evans, the running back that Tennessee just signed. Uh, and there was a, obviously a connection there that may have, uh, at least put in a good word uh, on on his experience so far at Tennessee with Tyon Evans, uh, with those two guys knowing each other. So it's a it's a really good junior college program. puts out a lot of big time college players. And if you started a program like that at any position, especially at corner, where there there's plenty of good athletes that play there uh, in junior college, that that speaks pretty highly of your ability. So I, I think he's got a chance to be a pretty effective player at the SEC level. But that is going to be the knock on him is is his speed good enough to allow him to be a, a corner for, you know, kind of every situation. Is there another position where he fits in more comfortably? Either way, Tennessee needs help throughout the secondary. No doubt this is a guy who can help them somewhere and give them some, some pretty useful depth. And, and again, you may have to wait and see kind of what you have in him down the road. Uh, but at the very least, this is another guy that you hope you can count on to, to be available for, for some sort of role this year because they just need more guys they can count on back there. That's why they added Kamal Haddon last week from, uh, from Auburn, and that's why they're adding a guy like Roe Torrance uh, late here just going into the summer. Yeah, and I'll tell you, before we go to break here, one thing I, I really like about this kid is, you know, th this kid had some opportunities to go play, you know, probably maybe some FCS ball or something else out of high school um, as a wide receiver, and he thought two things. He thought, no, I'm a defensive back. I'm, I'm a defensive player, not an offensive player. And two, I think I can play, uh, no offense, I think I can play at better schools than this. And, you know, what does he get? What does he do? He goes across the country, goes and plays at Kansas, and then uh, waits out through a tough year with COVID. And then lo and behold, look, 
he's getting signed to play defensive back at the Southeastern Conference level. So this is a kid who made a bet on himself and it paid off. I like that. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. And, and talking with him on, on Monday, he's a he's a very confident kid. Uh, you know, I, I asked him, I said, hey, you know, you, you watched all your teammates sign with other schools and uh, had to sort of wait around to see how this this year was going to play out with COVID just because he, I mean, he he appeared in three games as a freshman at Hutchinson and had five tackles, not a whole lot of film. As he said, when he got in, it was fourth quarter kind of scrub time and some blowouts and not, not a whole lot you can do there to, to prove yourself to colleges in that kind of playing time. So he really just had to wait his turn and uh, there was not much else he could do. You know, maybe could have sent out some practice film from the from the fall or something like that, but that's about it. And uh, you know, just just needed to show himself this year on the field. And and I asked, did you ever worry that it was going to work out? Did you did you think you were always going to end up at this level, or, or are you kind of surprised it turned out this way? And he he absolutely thinks he belongs at this level. He's he's a little surprised that he, that he didn't blow up with offers sooner. But I think he also didn't realize, you know, just what the situation would be with numbers for so many schools. And that's that's one thing that's hard to say. He said Auburn and Mississippi state and Nebraska and Oregon state, a few other schools showed some interest in him, but just how many of those schools had room to even add anybody late or how much, how many schools had more than a spot or two left to, to really look around. Not many schools were in Tennessee's boat where they had several spots to fill. So when you're a school like that, you can show interest, but at the end of the day, you're, you're probably taking a transfer over a junior college player. If you're looking for an impact player right away. So it, it's, it's a tough situation for him. Uh, it worked out in the end, but, you know, I, I think he was at least nervous early in the season about how it was going to play out. He ended up choosing Tennessee over middle Tennessee, which, you know, Hey, there, he had some other offers, you know, East Carolina, Utah state, some, some other solid programs at the end of the day, you know, no other sec team had offered him. He, he took, he took the opportunity to play at the sec level. So, you know, how much of that was, was just affected how his recruitment was affected and how much of that is the level of player he is. It's hard to say because not many teams had spots left this spring that they were looking for junior college players. But I think he he feels, again, he's this level player, so you like that confidence, and you like, again, that he bet on himself and it paid off. Yeah, and you know how many uh, FBS offers Kyle Trask had coming out of high school? One. So, you know, you never really know. Uh, and I'm not saying this kid will be a star, but, hey, you never know. That's why you go up and that's why you show up, and that's why these guys practice. They want to go out there and prove the world wrong, and you know what? This young man has an opportunity to do that, so so we'll see how he does. And we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about Roe Terrence, or Torrance, I should say. We're going to talk about Tennessee recruiting in the secondary, some other quick things. But uh, before we do that, we got to step away and pay some bills, listen to some products, ads, uh, in-house ads, services, you know, all that good stuff. I can't even talk right now. That's okay. Back in just a second. Hashtag ad. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. During that commercial break, Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center full of all of those children's. We are talking Tennessee football, specifically Tennessee football recruiting, Tennessee adding a commitment from Hutchinson Community College cornerback, C-O-R-N-E-R, cornerback, uh, Roe Torrance. Uh, a young man who's 6'3", 6'4", got really good size for the position, a guy who uh, had to, I don't want to say sit out because everybody's JUCO season or a lot of them were delayed, so he couldn't play uh, until this spring, didn't get to start until his second year in the program. Uh, so this is a kid, even though he's from the the heart of SEC country down there in Bessemer, Alabama, uh, you know, he, he didn't have some big offers coming out of high school. He made a bet on himself, went to JUCO, uh, and now two, two years later, and, and one of them being a COVID year, so a, a lot of crazy things going on. But lo and behold, this young man uh, has found himself a home in the Southeastern Conference at the University of Tennessee, and he will now play defense for the Vols. Ryan, if you could explain to, to people, you know, because when you're it, – it's pretty easy for fans to sit here and say, well, if you're not sure about this young man, why would you take him – um, you know, because you got to look at scholarship numbers and the, you, you could probably look at some four- and five-year guys that you could, you know, look into the next year. Why do you think in this case this is a move Tennessee needed to make? Because I, I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Why do you think this is a move that makes sense for Tennessee right now? Well, I, I think for the same reason a lot of fans uh, saw Tennessee adding transfers on the defensive line and at linebacker and at quarterback and saying, why aren't they adding secondary help? <laughs> I, I think this is one of Tennessee's most glaring needs on the roster. Uh, n- not just corner, you know, maybe safety too. Uh, just not having a lot of proven guys back there at, at all in the back end. And I, I think they came out of spring practice feeling okay about, you know, three, maybe four corners that, that they really feel confident in that they could play. Uh, obviously, Elante Taylor, but without Bryce Thompson this year, you know, Warren Burrell looks like he's maybe the front runner for that other starting cornerback spot. You've got Kenneth George that's played a lot of football in the past. I'm not so giving you, up on Kenneth George. I still like Kenneth George yeah. as a player. I'm not giving up on that young man. So, so you still got a few guys there that you feel confident in playing and, and, and know that they've, they've had some experience and you can you can sort of rely on those guys. Beyond that, though, not a whole lot. And, and really, Tennessee hasn't added much at cornerback in the last – two recruiting classes counting the 2021 class because the other 2021 signees that they added in the secondary Christian Charles, who enrolled in January worked at safety throughout the spring. Uh, and then to Sean Rucker, that's on his way into Tennessee, you know, he, the, the previous staff was recruiting him more as a nickel or safety type, uh, pretty good speed could maybe play corner because of that speed, but, um, but not, you know, not maybe an ideal fit as a perimeter corner because he's only about five ten, five ten and a half. So, you don't have a lot of cornerback help really in this, in this recruiting class or the previous one. So it's just, uh, it's just a situation where they needed numbers. And, and I think, you know, adding Kamal Haddon, the, the Auburn transfer, who again was a class of 2021 prospect. He just got to Auburn in January, 
went through spring practice. Now the one-time transfer exception being passed, he transfers out, hoping the SEC also clears one-time transfers to, to be eligible immediately. And assuming that happens, that's another guy who can potentially help right away. So adding a couple guys to that spot, I think was, was a necessity. If you're going to add that many guys to this class, um, you, you, you take a couple and, and see what you see what you can get there. Uh, because I think that it really was a big need an injury or two would have really caused a, a major problem if they hadn't added some help. So I think it was, a obviously it's a position they wanted to address. And even after getting Kamal Haddon, they said, you know, if we can find the right fit, we've got to take somebody else. And I, I agree with that assessment. I think you need more bodies that you can play there. And this, uh, this shores up that position, at least patches that hole in the roster. Well, plus now there's this, that now there'll be a second scholarship student athlete on the campus with the last name Rucker and the other one's an all sec player. So I'm just saying, you know, he was recruited to Tennessee. Jake Rucker was not as a third baseman. He was recruited as more of a middle infielder. And now what is he? He's the first-team All-SEC third baseman. So maybe Deshaun Rucker, maybe it's just a Rucker thing. We're just versatile people. Maybe he can go step in there and play corner. Maybe he could play wide receiver. Maybe he could play quarterback, Ryan. I mean, you know, you never count out a young man with that last name, can you? Uh, sure. <laughs> no, I, I like Deshaun Rucker as a player. I, I wouldn't uh... – I wouldn't know that I wouldn't say that the last name boosts his stock, but you know, I, I guess I can understand why you might think that way. I, I, I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't think that way. I'm giving you empirical scientific data right now and you are denying it. Um, but Ryan, in all seriousness, when, when you look at Tennessee, you know, with this class right now, I, let's, let's, let's put this out here. It's hard to ever say yes, 100% they're done because you never know what's going to happen. That portal is a really interesting place. It's kind of like the Wild West now. Do you think this makes Tennessee actually done for 2021 now, or, or should should people keep their head on a swivel still? Barring a surprise, I think this, this likely finishes things up. I, I don't think the door is completely closed. I think there still could be a way for Tennessee to maybe add another if, if they really, really wanted to, but I just – just because of how late in the year we're getting and how much they've already added, I, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of demand or, or, or much of a push for anything unless something unexpected comes up. So we'll, we'll see. I wouldn't say the door is 100 percent closed, but uh, this this looks to be, at least for now, uh, Tennessee kind of saying, I, I think we're, we're good unless unless we uh, have an unexpected development. So always possible that someone just too good to pass up could could pop into the transfer portal or or another need might arise but i think right now they feel they've they've done what they can do to to shore up this roster a little bit and uh you know we'll see if something changes last couple of things i got ryan i guess would be and we, we've discussed this a little bit i'm not sure if we did it in a breaking news pod or if we've done it in a regular pod, but I, you know, some people probably forget these things because everyone listens to a million podcasts these days uh, about sports and true crime and history and everything in between. So, um, heck, I even listen to like a part sometimes a gardening podcast because I find it interesting and I get ideas for that for things in the yard here. So you never know what everybody's out there listening to. My, that's my point. And, and so I'll ask this again: This is a young man, uh, Roe Torrance, who has played a season in the spring. Do you see that as a good thing because you've got people who, instead of just going through spring camp, they're actually going through like the rigors of a season. They're physically competing. They have to be mentally on edge. This is a young man fighting for Division One FBS offers. So you know he's out there giving everything he's got. 
Do you think that's a good thing uh, that, that you can just kind of roll in seamlessly or that will help you roll in seamlessly to a new team in the camp because you're already in that intensity mode? Or do you worry about, you know, there's only so many miles in the tires and, and you'd rather them have played in the fall? Yeah, this this whole year is going to be a fascinating experiment in that regard, obviously. That's one of the big concerns a lot of states had as they weighed whether to postpone their seasons or cancel them altogether or whatever uh, going into last fall. And this was one of the things that a lot of people pushed back against the idea of a spring season is how can you ask high school players or junior college players or even or even guys who are going to be going into college uh, like like these guys that we're talking about? How can you ask them to play two seasons in one calendar year? And in a lot of cases, not just in a calendar year, in a span of about eight or nine months, because yeah. uh, the junior the junior college season didn't even start until March. And here's the crazy part. His season's not over. Um Road Torrance is going to play another game before he goes to Tennessee, unless something changes. His team is scheduled to play for a national championship on June 5th uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas. So uh, as long as his plans don't change, as of right now, he's planning to play in that game before enrolling at Tennessee. So uh, it it seems a little risky to me, knowing you've got a four-year college waiting on you that, that could use some help in the secondary, but that's his plan. He doesn't want to turn his back on his team, obviously, and yeah, so he's going to play. I, that's what I was about to say. I don't want to interrupt you, Ryan, but I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to be rude here. So, but I think it's a really good point to ask. A lot of people don't really grow up dreaming of playing JUCO football, but at the same time, he and his teammates, as you said, are playing for a national championship. So I can't imagine yeah. looking your teammates in the eyes and saying, "Sorry, guys, I'm out. You're gonna. Yeah, I'm a starter, but I'm not going to play in the title game." Yeah, no, it's a championship. And at the end of the day, you know, if he, if, if all he accomplishes in his career that he, is that he wins a junior college national championship, hey, that's still a national championship. Uh, you can't fault him for playing for that. So, um, yeah, it, but it's it's an interesting move, and I'm sure a lot of people still might scratch their heads at that one, but he is going to play in that game as of right now. So uh, he's going to he's planning to arrive at Tennessee in early June right after that game, basically. So, um, but, yeah, that that turnaround, I mean, no, no one's seen this before, Kids go through spring football practice all the time and then go to cut or, uh, you know, and then play another season in the fall, but to go through a spring season and then to turn around and have another season start less than three months later, uh, it's pretty uncharted territory for everybody involved. So I, I think you feel better about it maybe for a position like cornerback, that's maybe a little bit less physically demanding than say for a lineman or a linebacker or a running back. Um, but for anybody, it's a concern. And Tennessee's got two signees actually, coming in who will play junior college seasons this spring. Jeremiah Crawford, the offensive tackle, also from a Kansas junior college, play, played this spring. So you get you get a couple guys like that who've been, you know, playing, and, that, and maybe that makes them fresh and uh, helps them be more effective this year. We'll have to wait and see how that works out, or maybe it will cause them to wear down more toward the end of the year. We just don't know. But I, I think as long as you come out healthy, I think if you're, if you're Tennessee, you feel okay about that because you're at least getting healthy players. But, yeah, if somebody gets hurt, it's obviously something you can look back on and say, yeah, did, did he really have to play? Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, God be with any running back who has to go through that. Ooh, I can't imagine being a, being a, you know, going from like, you know, playing a, playing running back at the JUCO level at a high level at a JUCO in the spring and then turning around just a couple of months later and going and playing a, a full F- FBS or FCS season playing running back. Ooh, I can't imagine that. Well, and Tennessee's got another signee, uh, uh, Cayman Marley, who also played at the high school level in North Carolina this spring. Their season was postponed until the spring semester. Theirs just wrapped up uh, recently, so that's another one. And then, uh, you know, it, it's it's part of it that, you know, they, they, they knew going into it what the deal was, and, and all those guys wanted to play, so you, you can't fault them. But it's uh, 
you know, it's at least those guys, at least so far, uh, have, have come out of it healthy so far. And, and it's not a, not, not a, not a detriment on the surface, but you know, we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah. I'll never fault anyone for doing that. I mean, you know, I, I did kind of scratch my head when Jalen Waddle tried to play in the, in the college football playoff championship game this year, because I was thinking, young man, what are you doing? You're like a top 10 pick. Maybe stop it. Don't go out there and make this worse. Um, but you know, Hey, the, he ended up being all right. You know, it didn't, it didn't what? hurt him in the end. One positive for this uh, is that it's a shorter season because it was played in the spring. Uh, Hutchinson has only played seven games this season. The national championship game will be eight. They would normally have a 10 or 11 game schedule and you know, maybe played 12 with the bowl. So uh, it's, it's a little bit different this year, at least a shorter season, but still it's a season. So uh, you, you certainly can't discount that and all the wear and tear it might, uh, might cause these guys to add. That's an interesting topic. And that's one that will be discussed. I think years and years down the road, if some of these, if a higher proportion of these kids get significant injuries or something, Hey, we'll, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it, but hopefully we don't have to have that discussion because hopefully all of these young men, including row Torrance are able to stay healthy. Ryan, you got anything else before we step out of here? I, I don't think so. You know, we keep saying this June 1st, uh, all the fun really starts, but Tennessee's kept us busy throughout the month of May. It, it's been a, a pretty interesting spring so far, but Hey, if you're a recruiting fan, the the really fun time of year and, and more so than usual is a, is really about to crank up. So stay tuned and obviously check back on, on go balls 24 uh, seven, take advantage of that offer right now, two months for a dollar and uh, get all the coverage because uh, there's a lot, a lot to follow right now with June 1st, all these visits and camps starting up. It's, it's going to be a pretty wild month. Yeah, it's kind of an, an exciting time of the year. I mean, you know, you, you've got that, you know, recruiting getting ready to kick back up. You've got, um, you know, Tennessee baseball potentially playing for a national championship here. We'll, we'll see how the next couple of weeks go. Um, you know, Tennessee basketball in on, you know, uh, in 2022, the number one prospect in the country, a guy who some people are saying is as good a prospect as there's been at the college level in a number of years. And he's specifically mentioning Tennessee as a school he's interested in. So there is a ton of stuff to follow over the next couple of months. And I think June, you're right, Ryan. I think June's going to be a really, really fun month. And and for all but about one week of it, I'll be right there with you. Um, for about a week of it, I will be um, in, in South Beach drinking cocktails. But, but the rest of the time, uh, all of that, I'm right there with you, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna have a really, 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 really interesting time there with all this recruiting stuff going on this summer. <laughs> we appreciate that, but yeah, it, it's gonna be. I mean, official visitors are scheduled for every weekend in June. Tennessee's got ten camps spread throughout the month, including a night camp at Neyland Stadium. Uh, you're gonna have unofficial visitors popping in throughout the month. Uh, all these players eager to visit schools for the first time in almost 15 months. It's uh, it's gonna be pretty wild, and we'll, we'll see how many you know commitments that ends up resulting in but either way there's going to be a ton to follow and a ton of important players making it to Tennessee for in some cases the first time ever and, and at the very least for the first time in a while yeah it's good stuff Ryan appreciate the time man. unless you got anything else nope sounds good thanks Wes then I think uh, we'll just thank you for being here and we'll say goodbye sounds good and I hit that button which means now it is time to go. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in, whatever day it is, whatever time of day it is. Thank you for taking part of your day and spending it with us here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247, which we update all day, every day. Just so much stuff that's on there. But you know where there's even more than that? 
you want that delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring water right from the tap, right from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of all things Tennessee athletics. I'm talking Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball with all those guys and everything they've got going on right now. You got Lady Vaughn's coverage with Maria Cornelius. We got two forums that run round the clock. Got the checkerboard and the summit. As long as it's not political or religious in nature, go there any time of day ask us a question and we will get back to you or sometimes you know just want to say what's up and we, we will be right there with you saying what's up it's been a nice digital water cooler and even as more things are opening up um it, it's still sometimes people are spending more time at home uh so so spend part of it with us right there at govals247.com and if you're out you can still go uh to your web browser govals247.com because we have the best uh we have the best web browser i, I think the, the best website for mobile just that, that's out there. I think it's just awesome, all the things that we have on there. And you can get all of that right now, two months of that for just $1, guys. Two months for $1. Again, I say two months for $1. So go check that out. And if you if you, if you like that, and if you, if you pay the full price, that's still just less than one mediocre lunch per month. And when you pay us the full price, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS All Access, now it's Paramount Plus. All kinds of stuff on there, new shows, everything CBS has ever done commercial free. There's exclusive shows that are on that network. There are movies, new ones come out every single week, every single month on that on that site. So much stuff, live sports, Tennessee sports. You guys, you got SEC sports. Uh, you get college football, SEC stuff, NFL football. You get PGA Tour. You get UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League. Just so, so, so many things. That are, yeah, the the CONCACAF, uh, CONCACAF Nations League is going to be on there, too. All of that, guys. Plus everything, just so many things from the catalogs of uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and Smithsonian. That is worth so much money, guys, and we will give it to you. A $100-plus annual value in your pocket, no questions asked. So go take advantage of that right now. Go to GoVols247.com. Or be a fool, and we don't want you to be a fool. We want you to be a smart person. So go take advantage of that. Go to GoVols247.com. Uh, unless there's major breaking news uh, before, between now and then, you should hear from us by, I would guess, Thursday probably. That's right on schedule, so look for us by Thursday. If nothing else happens, uh, you'll see hear from us then. So until then, guys, be good. Be good to each other. Be nice, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.